welcome to The Turbulent World with James M. Dorsey. I'm your host, James Dorsey. A recent survey of Iranian public opinion suggests that the lack of support for a regime in power is nowhere wider in the Middle East than in Iran. Although crisis racked Lebanon, Syria, and Egypt may compete. Surveyed in late December by the Netherlands-based Gaman Institute, an overwhelming majority of the 158,000 respondents in Iran and 42,000 diaspora Iranians in 130 other countries rejected Iran's Islamic regime. The poll was published days before Iran commemorates the 44th anniversary of the 1979 Islamic Revolution. The poll's reach was achieved in part by Voice of America and London-based Saudi-backed Iran International TV, helping with the distribution of questionnaires. Iran International made no mention of its involvement in its reporting on the survey. Iran, which has accused Iran International of fomenting anti-government protests and cited it as evidence of Saudi Arabia's involvement is likely to try and discredit the poll on those grounds. For its part, Iran International asserted that Iran had plotted to kill two of its journalists. As a result, Gaman's use of partisan distribution channels raises legitimate questions. That doesn't take away from the fact that respondents participated in the poll against the backdrop of anti-government protests that have continued for four months despite a harsh regime crackdown, including the sentencing to death and execution of demonstrators. Middle Eastern autocrats are less afraid that the Iranian protests will be contagious, similar to the 2011 popular Arab revolts that toppled the autocratic leaders of Tunisia, Egypt, Libya, and Yemen. There is a twist of irony in reduced Middle Eastern anxiety. 12 years ago, now embattled Iranian leaders claimed the Arab revolts have been inspired by their 1979 revolution that overthrew the Shah, a monarch and an icon of US power in the region. That is not to say that Arab autocrats have no concerns today. On the contrary, the 2010s were bookended by the 2011 revolts and mass protests in 2019 and 2020 that overthrew governments in Lebanon, Algeria, Iraq, and Sudan. Rulers in Egypt and Jordan, where rising commodity and energy prices coupled in Egypt's case with economic mismanagement, fear together with their Gulf backers that a black swan could spark an eruption of frustration and anger that is boiling at the surface. Nevertheless, lack of concern about a domino effect bears witness to the yawning gap between Iran and much of the rest of the Middle East, as well as doubts the Iranian protests that at least for now are fizzling out because of the crackdown and economic pressures will lead to immediate regime change. Even so, the stark results of the Iranian public opinion survey are likely to give rulers in Tehran and elsewhere in the region pause.
The fallout of the protest is likely to reverberate over time rather than immediately in Iran as well as regionally. It may also contribute to hardening US and Israeli attitudes against the backdrop of the collapse of efforts to revive the 2013 international agreement that curbed the Islamic Republic's nuclear program and alleged Iranian progress towards a nuclear military capability. Some of the survey's findings could not be starker. Asked Islamic Republic, yes or no, a whopping 80.9% of people in Iran said no. Not surprisingly, that figure was 99% for Iranians abroad. Similarly, 80% of those in Iran supported the anti-government protests, while 67% believed they would bring about change. Almost three quarters, 73%, wanted to see Western nations pressure the Iranian government in support of the protests. 70% agreed with Western governments potentially proscribing the Islamic Revolutionary Guards Corps, IRGC, as a terrorist organization, expelling Iranian ambassadors, sanctioning officials involved in the crackdown, and seizing Iranian assets. 22% of those in Iran said they had joined the protests, including participating in nightly chanting against the government. 53% indicated they might. 35% had engaged in acts of civil disobedience, like removing headscarves or writing slogans. 44% participated in strikes and 75% were in favor of consumer boycotts. Finally, 8% said they had committed acts of civil sabotage, while 41% suggested they might. A majority of respondents in Iran, 85%, seemed to suggest that the protests and opposition to the regime needed an organizational structure. They said they were for creating a solidarity council or a coalition of opposition forces. 42% agreed that the council should include those in Iran as well as Iranians abroad. 59% expected the council to establish a transitional body and a provisional government. The chance of such a council getting off the ground in Iran is remote at best. Moreover, Iranians were divided about what political system should replace the Islamic Republic. Inside Iran, 28% and 32% outside preferred a pre presidential system. 22% in Iran and 25% abroad favored a constitutional monarchy, presumably with the return of Reza Shah Pahlavi, the Virginia-based son of the toppled Shah, while 12% in Iran and 29% outside want a parliamentary system. Similarly, 60% of those in Iran believed regime change was a prerequisite for meaningful change, but only 16% were proponents of a structural transformation and transition away from the Islamic Republic. In the polling, Mr. Pahlavi emerged with a significant lead as the most popular potential candidate for membership in the council on a list of 34 names 
presented to respondents. Other candidates included footballers Ali Dai and Ali Karami, and activists like Hamid Esmalion and Shireen Abadi. Nevertheless, the likelihood of a return to power of a Pahlavi may be even more remote than the most recent wave of anti-government protests toppling the Islamic regime. Even so, the thought that a popular revolt, the nightmare of Gulf autocrats, would topple the regime they view as the greatest external threat to their security and restore a monarchy seems ironic at the very least. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Diplomats, policymakers, investors, executives, journalists, and academics listen to my twice-weekly podcast and or read my syndicated newsletter that is republished by media across the globe. Maintaining free distribution ensures that the podcast and newsletter have maximum impact. Paid subscribers help me cover the monthly cost of producing the newsletter and podcast. Please consider becoming a paid subscriber. You can do so by clicking on Substack on the subscription button at www.jamesmdorsey.substack.com and choosing one of the subscription options. Or support me on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Mideast Soccer. Please join me for my next podcast in the coming days. Thank you. Take care and best wishes.